Okay, welcome to today's edition of the Grand Jury Reawakening. You already know the words to Liar by Ingve Malmsteen, and when you hear that, you know it's high noon in the central time zone. So it's the beginning of a brand new day. And a cool story that's uh, maybe one of my nicknames can be True Story Someday. So I bought a little piece of property. I'm calling around to check with the uh, well digger, the well driller. <laughs> and, uh, oh, by the way, it's 5-7-2022, May 7th, 2022. Welcome to today's edition. So I wait till like 10, 30, 11 in the morning, and I call the well driller digger dude. And dude answers the phone and says, um, <sighs> I was trying to be so polite and wait. And he says, you know, most intelligent people sleep in until at least noon around here. And that man was right, okay, because I got this property in, like, November, like, just, I think it was right after... Yeah, right after September 11th, I thought, man, I need some property, got to quit renting, etc. Anyway, welcome to today's edition. Just wanted to uh, get that in and tons to cover, important things, super critical. And going to start right here. Amy Carmichael. I'm going to quote Amy Carmichael from 1867, and I'm going to try and properly pronounce the R's in this. Okay. All that grieves is but for a moment. All that pleases is but for a moment. Only the eternal is important. So Amy Carmichael, 1867, all that grieves is but for a moment, all that pleases is but for a moment, only the eternal is important. And I'm really just beyond, beyond that we have good men, that this is Rocky Mountain Oyster Broadcasting Network, that we have, we got real men here, and I'm grateful for it, and I'm going to continue on. I've got, um, it's really heartbreaking news, but I'm going to cover it, and I'm going to move on and give people the opportunity to do the good thing and the right thing and don't withhold good from whom it is due. When your neighbor asks you for a favor, just do it. When your friends, when your family asks you for a favor, just do it. And do it well. Do it good. Do it right. And work for as if your boss is the Heavenly Father. Because that's a good boss. And let me pop over here for a second. Uh, back in the day, before the coronavirus hoax, which, by the way, I've been encouraging my healthcare professional audience. I know there are at least three or four, and that's all that matters. And I'm hoping and praying that our friends in 
Arizona, New Mexico, and anywhere that's under fire, uh, that you're that you're doing well, that you were able to get your livestock safe and your property and you into a safe place. And my grandma said, honey, if you see smoke, you just go jump in the lake. So, yeah, my grandma told me to go jump in the lake, and I ain't crying. So there used to be this cool thing called the Natural Products Expo. They had an Expo East that was in Boston one year and Baltimore the next That was in the September schedule, calendar. That's typically the time that most uh, athletes, amateurs, pros, go looking for sponsors with integrity so that they can represent. Uh, March had Expo West at the Anaheim Convention Center. A, B, C, D, and I think E halls. They even had a downstairs, and it was about... 4,000 vendors and about 40,000 attendees. And so I would go there yearly to thank sponsors and founders and developers and check out sometimes new products, get testers and samples to verify these products. And I could offer my services as a booth Betty, saying step right up, this right here is Brexit Champions and stuff like that, and it was really fun. And so I'm also going to be looking for some of my past sponsors to cover the ads during this hour, the Grand Jury Reawakening, because it's super important. All right, changing gears once again. I'm encouraging my healthcare professionals to study. doesn't matter what state you're in, unless you're in California, then they couldn't figure out that ionizing radiation is covered in the human radiation experiments. So that can get you 40-some hours of your continuing at 40, 40, 40 plus, 40, like 40, F-O-R-T-Y, 40, F-O-U-R-T-Y. Okay, however you want to spell it, it's good. Get those hours of continuing ed. Once you have the uh, radi- the human radiation experiments under your belt, what's the very next most important thing you need to be studying? Radiation protection. And my buddy, Michelle, who is this stellar, genius, brilliant, uh, IEEE electrician, got me the workbook. So I got, like, crossword puzzles fill in and... That's where you go next. You study the issue and the problem, then you uh, go to the straight to the solutions. When you get a welding book, go to the safety protocols and learn those first before you ever touch the device. Okay, period. Um, moving on here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go to... Super important thing. So, in radiation protection, this book covers a dirty bomb, and it clearly states that it would only affect a small area that it was dispersed in. If a ton of explosives are used to disperse the dirty bomb into a large area, it will probably, and that's according to 
radiation protection. According to this book, it will probably be so dilute that it won't uh, affect you or you won't be worried about it. And so one of the most important things, and in my perfect world, I want to sound like Roger Landry right here, in my perfect world, no one, no man, no woman, no board, no group would have ever combined the diagnostic procedure and category and division of radiation with the word therapeutic. Now, I'm going to shock you all here, and this isn't for the young crowd, okay? Get your pencil, get your paper, and write this down slowly. Write this word. It's spelled T-H-E, T-H-E, the, T-H-E, R-A-P-I-S-T. There should be no such thing as a therapeutic or a the rapist category, right? Okay, done with it. Going to move on. So this book discusses isotopes, dirty bombs, Chernobyl, a whole bunch of things. The main cancer at Chernobyl, thyroid cancer. Even if someone is ridiculously... Uh, unbelieving enough to let a radio isotope and a seed be inserted in your prostate. There is a one inch lead shield that will surround you. Okay. Enough on that. It's ridiculousness. Okay, so the only time that people are in a gown and gloves and a mask is when they are dealing with man or woman who is internally contaminated with radiation, whether it's ionizing or non-ionizing, okay? Gown, gloves, and mask, okay? It was really ridiculous and embarrassing for the people who were wearing face shields at the election, protects you from nothing. I've been in a coverall bunny suit going on six years because I've seen best friends lose their hair and their teeth from the evil smartphone. Okay, smart, burn, harm, hurt. Uh, Yeah, smarts. Don't do it. Put a hatchet in it, okay? So, now for a tiny bit of good news and then back to the facts. Usually I don't discuss my moves. I just simply do them and I advise you to do the same and you got to move like lightning, people. The super fortress. And I've got some textbooks waiting for me at the library. That's going to be visiting the Minden Tahoe Airport. And my good friend James, the pilot, (laughs) tells me that each one of these motors has a 2,200-horsepower working range, okay? So four of those babies 
It is the right, probably spelled W-R-I-G-H-T, duplex cyclone motor. (laughs) And that's going to be one of the most epic days to when Doc meets Doc and I get to shake hands with the B-29. That's going to be an epic day coming up a little later on in May here. And... Just another odd side story that has to go with this. Uh, Volunteering at the mountain, because it's the only way to afford the $150 lift ticket or whatever it is, is like you volunteer and then you get free tickets for your buddies, get them on the guest list, etc. Anyway, volunteering. Okay, it's the end of the day. There are probably 11,000 people and these are kookaburra birds i once saw a korean man skiing with his arms out kamikaze style coming straight down the hill and he was wearing um wood shop the kind of soft plastic safety goggles over his sunglasses and was in kamikaze position There was nobody there to witness it with me. Anyway, so I'm there. There are 11,000 people coming down the mountain. It's the get off the hill. It's closing. The sun went down a while ago behind the mountain. Okay. I'm there all by my lonesome, but with a radio. This woman kook Air Force pilot that doesn't know anything about stratospheric geoengineering She's up at the top of the hill watching me down below in the valley in her furry boots. And her husband, with a strange name, is up there too. And like the adventure continues. So, yeah, if I can be not going upstream but handling 11,000 coming downstream, can't wait to be in the presence and the shadow and shake hands with the B-29. And, uh, James, I'm hoping I've got you here. We're going to cover some X-ray physics more on the other side and other Western historical facts and the journal called Molecule. And um, how's it going up there? Hi. Um, Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, uh, doing good. Just doing some research on uh, the gentleman who won the Medal of Honor uh, back in uh, for the uh, Second Battle of Adobe Walls. His name was Billy Dixon. Born uh, about 1850, died about 1913. Who uh, stopped a war by making a 1,500-yard shot with a sharps 5090 and um so um i think that's an interesting story the yeah. um he actually won the medal of honor for that um and um due to some kind of uh, government technicality <laughs> all those all those uh that won the medal of honor had to hand them back for some reason and uh um, I don't know what the deal is, but um, maybe someday we'll, act- to- we'll actually have the answer. Maybe we'll actually 
speak with their uh, posterity or something. And, you know, I've been wanting to cover this and waited until I got some verification. And I have RBN is in really bad news for people that have either rescinded or revoked uh, his or her United States citizenship on the federal level. If they have a United States citizenship and they have renounced it, rescinded it, whatever you want to call it, um, you're in the same category in the eyes of the Department of Justice of the state here in California as uh, a person convicted of a misdemeanor. Uh, The penal codes are listed here. If you're a person who is ordered to not possess firearms, if you're on probation or some other court order, if you have been convicted of a felony or any offense enumerated in certain penal code sections, if you're subject to a temporary restraining order, if you're a judged award of the juvenile court uh, because you violated or offended in whatever way, if you uh, are a danger to yourself or others because of mental illness, and it's real vague, uh, let's see. If you're mentally incompetent to stand trial, if you're found by the court to be not guilty by reason of insanity, if you're cuckoo for cocos, it's, uh, that's number eight. Number nine, if you're adjudicated to be a mentally disordered sex offender, you're not going to have our own guns. If you're uh, placed on a conservatorship, uh, let's see, if you communicate a threat uh, to a licensed psychotherapist and they actually report it to law enforcement, if you're taken in custody as a danger, yada, yada. But most important here, don't listen to the liars. Get in touch with dudes that are training, that are teaching uh, people that have actually passed numerous background checks on a regular basis for many different services uh, within, you know, not just in the general public, serving as a, well, it's actually called private health care practice. Private. It's private. It's not public. And so no one ever has any permission to discuss anything I've said here. This is all my property here on RBN, every single word. And no one has my permission, whether I'm here or gone. The archives are here to be utilized, but that's it. So if you renounce your citizenship, you know, I considered it. I actually mouthed it when Barry Soatoro was serving um, in uh, occupying the office of the public trust as a bar attorney, which creates a vacancy and all kinds of other problems and issues for them, but not for me. So, um, yeah. Uh, If you renounce your U.S. citizenship, if you don't want to be part of the family, you're not going to be able to train. You're not going to pass a background check. You're not going to get to serve on a jury. You're not going to get to serve on a grand jury, that's for sure, because you'll never pass that background check. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll never pass muster or qualify or be verified. You'll probably not be able to even purchase BBs or a, a 22 long rifle 
and you're probably not going to be training anywhere here in the U.S. if you want to renounce your U.S. And that's number 16 on the list of 17. If you're a fugitive from justice, federal also, if you've been discharged, you know, charge, discharge. If you've been discharged from the military under dishonorable conditions, you need to straighten that out. Okay. Uh, back to James. <laughs> um, yeah, hi. Uh, well, Billy Dixon never claimed that this shot was uh, fantastic because uh, he called it a, a scratch shot. In other words, uh, it was a lucky shot. And um, there was some controversy over the distance. Um, Baker and Harrison said it at about 1,000 yards. U.S. Army surveyors later checked it, and it was 1,538 yards, or nine-tenths of a mile. And um, and I think uh, one thing has to be uh, mentioned here is that uh, in the Battle of Gettysburg, I believe it was 1862, if I'm not mistaken, the Union Army had Sharps rifles, and the Confederate Army did not. Uh, some people say that it's this charge up the hill or down the hill that that um, was the difference made the difference in the Battle of Gettysburg but I have a feeling it had more to do with the Sharps rifle uh, because of its efficiency um, and its accuracy uh, so um, it's a breech loader of course and uh, it was responsible for uh, uh, the decimation of the buffalo in uh, in the United in the in the West, and uh, one of the reasons for the battles at Adobe Walls was uh, the Indian tribes were angry because the buffalo hunters were um, you know overkilling the buffalo. So we have to uh, we have to uh, mention that because there was a legitimate uh, grievance here, uh, albeit yeah, it wasn't. Properly utilizing the entire critter, you know, it's it's really yeah. and right. even just looking at a beef cow, which I'm very familiar right. with, uh, because for some reason buffalo is on my no list, which is great, you know, buffalo you're safe, turkeys, goat, and pork yeah. I don't eat because my body yeah. just says flat no. But it's, right. it's uh, yeah, I read that, too, and, and in Wolf Willow, they were simply taking the, uh, the, top, the top steaks and ribs and just right. a, couple of the, a couple of the choice cuts, and it was really just a horrible waste because one year there was so much rain mm -hmm. and so much uh, grass that each quarter of a beef cow was over 100 pounds, and it's close to nine yeah. bucks a pound over here in California. It's a lot less in uh, Tennessee and, and Kentucky and stuff. You can get a beef cow for a lot less. But think of like $4,000 about that value, and not to mention 400 pounds. And, and I know buffalo is a lot bigger and super delicious. I really miss it. But when my body says no, i got to honor it. Uh, go, go ahead, James. Yeah, well, um, this um, Sharps rifle 
and of course all the other uh, rifles and firearms that were produced in the United States uh, speak to the uh, ingenuity and the uh, genius of these entrepreneurs that were able to create these rifles and handguns and what have you. Uh, Colt, of course, being one. Uh, and now today, you can order a handmade Sharps rifle from a company in Montana called Shiloh, uh, built to your specifications, anywhere from 1800 U.S. dollars to I think the top line is um, 22,000 U.S. dollars. You can um, you can order your own Sharps rifle. And um, this is a this is a very uh, uh, interesting and um, encouraging thing that uh, these rifles have been kept alive by this company. And um, I was very uh, I was very pleased to see that. And, and can uh, you uh, repeat what the um, what the calibers are or the um, the little the different, um, I'm sure you looked into the muzzle energies. And, you know, the reason, folks, that I was the first one to bring James on and I win the pool for bringing him on the most times is because it was really interesting in um, in McMurray's, uh, one of these organic chemistry textbooks that you can probably get at the thrift store for two bucks and is worth every penny. It talked about a polymer chemist or an, a polymer chemist and how they're typically not very interested in molecular weights and and that aspect of it. So it was so cool to hear you come up with the one-two um, with, um, you know, discussing molecular weights of, of different things. And so I just, I dig that you look up the foot-pounds and the all the cool stuff because uh, then we know the destructive energy that the bullet will carry. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, well, the, uh, yeah. Well, the calibers, of course, uh, are, uh, as far as I know, I had a list here just a minute ago, but you have the, I'll wait for the break then and get back. All right, cool. Back we are later. at the bottom of the hour break, and thank you people who support RBN. Thank you for my uh, future sponsors-to-be. And go ahead and head on over and do a little shopping at the RBN store. You can call in to support them and get your Voyager Cato KA500 so that you can see by the light. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames. Can man control his destiny? Can he change the shape of things to come? The war 
between the East and West, which is now in its 326th year, has at last come to an end. call yourselves patriots and heroes. If you say the government is in a conspiracy to take your freedom away, you are just plain wrong. There is no freedom. Watch out for martial law When he's out there watching after If he's a tool of the bankster, he's a badge-wearing gangster, an agent straight from Inner pool. Watch out for martial law. He's there to prove who owns the muscle and might. And he just might pull you over to the side of the shoulder. Cause he cannot see your license plate light. Because he cannot see your license plate light. Ain't it a frightening feeling when you're behind the wheel and you see him there? Or when you're round in the corner and he's right there behind you in your rearview mirror. Is he a foe or a friend or this public defender we see on our TV screen? Or just some vain reckless power gaining strength every hour, a threat to the American dream? Watch out for martial law. Haven't you got any respect for this town? I just lost. Marshal, I don't know what you're getting at. But whatever it is, believe me. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. Go, Granny, go, Granny, go, Granny, go.
This is Doc Kelly. This is Grand Jury Reawakening, and we're discussing calibers. You wondered what caliber am I? People have asked. I know you're curious. If I were a warbird, I would be the super fortress that's already got my name on it, the Doc B-29. That's my bird. That's that's me. Okay, back to James on the caliber of this sharps. And I, I flipped to the page with uh, the listings of kinetic energies. And so I really appreciate him doing the calculations. Take it away. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, that was the uh, Beach Boys uh, album uh, live concert. I had that album when I was a child. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, you had cartridges in the sharps uh, at 52 caliber at 475 grains, and um, you had this was converted to the 5070, and then uh, there was a 4570, there was a 4510, and even a 4520, um, and the shot that Billy Dixon uh, made was with a sharps 5090 so there were many different calendar uh, calibers and uh, the uh, the ballistics uh, are in the uh, thousands of foot pounds um, I believe um, 3,000 plus foot pounds for the 45 uh, oh I need to whistle here yeah so it yeah there's uh um, yeah, uh, so uh, these were uh, these were real heavy rifles. Uh, now I think they were, of course, black powder, and um, black powder is uh, it's okay unless you've got a lot of rifles firing. <laughs> and then after a while, you can't see anything for the powder. Uh, so uh, oh, and I don't it know makes if, a great uh, camouflage too because then. You disappear into the dust and the dirt, and um, yeah. yeah, really, really important considerations for when you're going to be protecting yourself or your property. It's how heavy or how large of a gun yeah. can you carry, and not yeah. just a couple of feet, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. Continue. So, for example, you in some of these rifles, you would have a. 675 grain bullet pushed by 90 grains of black powder with a muzzle velocity of only about, say, in this case, 1,200 feet per second. And um, this, uh, of course, uh, could go about 3,000 uh, yards if you had the barrel at the right angle. I think it had to be elevated to 35 degrees. And you had a great big long sight on the back where you could use to uh, set the range of the of the angle with the front sight, of course, and um, yeah, these guys would have a this like the fifty ninety sharps was probably the best. Fifty ninety sharps was probably the best, and uh, again, at uh, three hundred sixty five grains, you had. 2,600 foot-pounds of energy. At 440 grains, you had 2,900 pounds, foot-pounds. And at 550 grains, you had 2,561 foot-pounds. And uh, the um, 
the fastest I think was the 365 grain at uh, at uh, 1800 1800 feet per second. So they were they were uh, again, and I think this had a this made a big difference in the um, Gettysburg uh, the Battle of Gettysburg was having these rifles you could shoot um, much uh, farther than uh, than you could with a um, muzzle loader, right? So and this is this the kind a big of deal. yeah. This these are the types of statistics that need to be yeah. discussed in college to yeah. hold students. Well, yeah, interest. yeah. Gettysburg, sorry, was uh, July first, eighteen sixty-three to July third, eighteen sixty-three. It was the turning point of the war, and. Um, and in 1863, we lost uh, Stonewall Jackson, and uh, he was a he was a fantastic general, Stonewall Jackson. He showed absolutely no fear at all, being right up there on the front and having mini balls and what have you come whizzing past his head. He wouldn't move, and he had his Bible on the saddle of his horse, reading scripture, right? All the, while all the battle was taking place. This was a fantastic general. Stonewall Absolutely. Jackson. Absolutely. That's, that's a good leader with all of the attributes and characteristics, right. qualities, and thank you for bringing that up because he wouldn't put de- right. he wouldn't put up with any uh low down Yankee liars. Now, did he? Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh <clears throat> I had a, a professor, uh, and uh, from the, he was from the United States, and uh, of course the university was in Canada. And one day I asked him straight out. He was a physics professor, but he had a lot of information about American history. I said, "Who are the best generals on the South or on the North?" And right away he said, "On the South." You see, South had the best generals, and uh, I think the morale, of course. Um, the South had a cause, and Southerners knew what their cause was, and so they had the moral high ground. Right? And um, <laughs> and uh, Ulysses S. Grant was uh, was a drunk. Okay, I mean uh, he was a good general, of course, but but <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't as a, he was nowhere near Robert E. Lee. Okay, the man was not an inspiration, at least not to me. But uh, you know, everybody's got their own ideas about these things. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, don't know if I told. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's so cool, you know. Yeah, that um, unfortunately, not just wine, women, and song are sometimes you know the early demise of a good man. Uh, but uh, yeah, just just avoid it right. if you can, and use it medicinally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so there's many things you you said you're working on X-rays. What what hap- What's with these X-rays you're you're uh, working with there? Well, uh, you know, as an X-ray. Uh, I guess, radiologist, x-ray supervisor, operator, having the training, certification, 
education and experience um, when I noticed the deployment of these digital LED streetlights uh, well over a decade mm. ago and how with just a simple electrosmog meter I would pick up uh, alarming, literally setting the alarm off of I think 238 milliwatts per meter squared of radio frequency radiation. Okay, it's invisible. We can't see it. We cannot hear it. We cannot smell it. We cannot touch it. We cannot taste it. And it's destroying every one of those created critical senses. You're created in the image of your Heavenly Father, and those senses are there to protect you. Yet some bad man or two, or, you know, there are a lot of bad women out there with creepy patents on low-frequency pulsed radio-frequency radiation. And it's a horrible thing, and yeah. So I have to warn people I have a good neighbor duty to warn people, and I've, uh, in my continued, you know, review and research and study, uh, now is more important than ever, because even certain levels of ultraviolet radiation venture into the ionizing radiation spectrum along with gamma and x-rays. And you can't see them. You can't see it. You can't feel it when you're getting the film taken. Uh, the horrific thing is the CT scan, the computed tomography. Oh, and um, yeah, uh, it's to be avoided. The There better be no risk or a very low risk in order to expose someone to that level of radiation. And these kooks running the millimeter wave machines in the airports, I mean, you wrecked all the fun that I used to have traveling to take care of people, to teach doctors, to, uh, to get myself worked on uh, once every 10 years, because that's about all I need, and no nutrients, okay? <laughs> Coming up on that 10-year anniversary. Anyway, um, it's, yeah, super critical to be the one to inform the people no matter what and not listen to the liars and get to the bottom of things because it's super critical. And I've um, come across a lot of the different information that I've been looking for as far as antigen tests, antibody tests, and I really want to, um, you know, thank you again for publishing your book and publishing, uh, you know, the opposition letter, uh, people trying to hone in on your, on the good thing that you're doing and interfere and that you didn't fall for it. And um, thank you for standing, standing tall in the face of, uh, you know, mockery, whatever, opposition, the six things, the uh, thank you for not compromising uh, thank you for not falling to the conspiracy. Thank you for ignoring the mockery and the slander. And, uh, yeah, yeah, James, 
Thank you. Setting a good example. Well, well, it wasn't it wasn't that um, wasn't that hard. Usually, I'm very sarcastic. So, if somebody wants to mock me, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> because, um, yeah, what did you say the other day? Make my days, <laughs> somebody. Um, but um, yeah, that's my nickname. I had to publish. Mm-hmm. Vigilante. I had to publish. I had to publish because um, I had the data and uh, I had the knowledge and uh, I uh, I did the research and I uh, created the theory. Uh, so, uh, but the way I published it, of course, was um, um, was a very uh, strange way of doing it, probably because uh, I made it a novel, a, a nonfiction novel, and that's how I published it with. Uh, it it reads like my lab notes, you know. If you read a scientist's lab notes, um, the scientist is probably talking about all kinds of things that are on his mind, and um, re, you know, recalling things and what have you. And uh, my scientific yeah, I can, career, I can actually rather... read the mind of an analytical chemist, and he confirmed it by saying, you know, I was just doing this to impress babes and meet babes. <laughs> that were also intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my my scientific career has been quite bumpy over the years. And at one time, I actually did no science or physics at all. And um, when I hit on this discovery, which was technically a rediscovery, but it's a discovery that, that virtually no uh, biochemist or biophysicist has actually done uh, maybe they've done it, but but they never published it. But it, it it's it's um, a one in it's a one in ten million thing, and um, so when I made that discovery, uh, because of course the first uh, the first uh, re- uh, regarding this compound, I, I actually injected myself with the compound, and it was a total surprise. And I said, "Hey, I can do this science stuff too." Because of the uh, the uh, the uh, the um, the uh, what what can I say? Well, you actually followed all of the rules, you know. And so, see, I don't fall for the bait, so I don't quote crud. But I'll just point out: I don't know if it's uh, line item four or five in the Nuremberg Code, but when right. the uh, experimenter is a participant, they're following the rules and the guidelines of even, just side note, the Nuremberg Code. And I'm such right. a nerd that I know that, too. Yeah. Oh, there we go. 409. Well, we're going to peel on out of here for a quick break. Head on over to the RBN store. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Grand Jury Reawakening with Dr. Kelly and Jane. Nothing can 
one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com. One of the world's leading killer infections is on the rise in the U.S. I'm Peter Serafine with today's Liberty Minute. The number of tuberculosis infections in the United States was up 9% last year and is still on the rise this year. Could that be because our federal government allowed 2 million people to enter our country illegally and then distributed those illegal aliens throughout the nation? Or maybe because we couldn't focus on anything but COVID last year? Remember what the government did because of a virus with less than 1% mortality rate? Well, tuberculosis is a disease actually worth worrying about it has a mortality rate over 12%. The U.S. has not seen outbreaks like this of this highly infectious disease in nearly two decades, but COVID. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com until tomorrow. See this packum parabellum. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY.
Hey, welcome back to my room. This is Doc Kelly doing the Grand Jury Reawakening with a little bit of Beach Boys for you, James. And uh, thanks again for bringing that up. And super appreciate you. Yeah. Anybody that needs to send written information or maybe you've got a... Uh, I, I can't wait to get uh, more info from... Uh, some more wisdom and knowledge from Jerry, and um, I can probably print from a thumb drive or just a USB drive device. My uh, attorney friend and law librarian gave me a color copier and a cat that's like a tiger, and I can print uh, pages and pages and lots of pages of documents and would appreciate that. So here's a post office box. I got a voicemail box and a post office box. And that is P.O. Box 1624-1624. That's Kings Beach, California. And the zip code 96143. Again, the P.O. Box, 1624, the zip code, 96143, and, well, look who's here, if it isn't the little naughty, tiny, naughty tiger. The voicemail box is 530 area code, 4027007. And while the whole world turns on its ear, as John Wayne would say, uh, we're standing upright and doing the good thing and the right thing and appreciating and working together with our RBN brothers and sisters, the investigative forensic journalists and whatnot and what have you, as my grandpa would say. And uh, James, now, thank you again. Yeah, the words I was struggling for was the gravity of the imp- <clears throat> The gravity of the implications of the discovery. There we go. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, the gravity of the implications of the discovery. Yes, that Yeah, well, because... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah. What's that highway from L.A. to San Diego? Is that the I-5? Yeah, Interstate 5, and there are a couple of other ones. The best way to get there would obviously be to take the Coast Highway, number one, be number one, get out there and surf all those southern-facing breaks and beaches and jetties and, yeah, go sailing, be a Viking, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) be a pilot, be a captain. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank well, you. Well, thanks is, again. Yeah, this has been another blistering hour of the Grand Jury Reawakening. See you soon. Bristling. Bristling. Yeah, not blistering. Bristling. Okay, bye. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Sam. You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness. But there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive, and eventually, it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? 
In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit RepublicBroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.